1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/achieve today. Well, Lee, how's your TP stock? You know what? It's
2: pretty good. I mean, I made a trip to um to the store the other day, and I I picked up a couple packs. How's yours doing?
1: Not too shabby, Lee. I uh, went to the store. I saw that they had it. I bought twice as much as I normally get. Not because I'm going to be pooping twice as much, but because everyone else is crazy. Um, and I went back today, all gone. Totally wiped out, 100%. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking do you, uh, do you think we should, uh, you know, like swap some toilet paper?
2: Like, I'll send you some and you can send me some just in case
1: just in case.
2: Yeah, you know, just like back and forth. We'll just swap it out. See. Like a
1: TP exchange?
2: Yes. Like we could judge each other on what choice of toilet paper we we do.
1: Well, I only buy one brand, my man. One brand all the time, every time. Well, I
2: mean, I I prefer one brand, but sometimes I get stuck in a in a bind and I have to go with whatever
1: they've got available. Um like I did Like w- when everyone buys a good one.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, what's Those your brand sons of choice? Oh, Red Charmin, 100% every time.
2: Red Charmin, that is right. You want that ultra strong. I want that ultra strong. The ultra strong is where it's at, man. See, you, you want to be, you know, it, comfort is not important. It's really getting deep into that. Cra- I mean, never mind.
1: Strength over softness, Lee. Strength over softness. It's important. 100%, every single time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's just, it's the smart move. And in fact, the last time my wife bought blue Charmin, she, this, I know this never happens, Lee. This is like a conspiracy theory in and of its own. Uh, She admitted she was wrong. No way. No way. Yes, the red, the red is that superior that even women will admit they were wrong. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Nice. I love it. All right. All right. Well, we'll make sure we'll make sure we get the TP exchange going. Um, Yeah. But in the meantime, maybe we should uh, start the show. I guess. Take it away, Lee.
2: Welcome back to Beyond Terrestrial. My name's Lee Eric. I'm one of your hosts. I'm coming to you from the Haunted Barn Studios inside the Bell Witch's backyard. My co-host Dan Martin's with me here today. And Dan, where are you coming from?
1: I am just down the road from the crossroads where Robert Johnson made his infamous deal with the devil, and uh, I've decided to uh, drink my blues away, lately since evidently the world's ending or some shit. <laughs> that is right. We are in the middle of
2: a crisis, Dan. It is a crisis of epic proportion, not seen since <laughs> the days of H1N1 and SARS and
1: bird flu and maybe i just don't remember because i didn't go to the grocery store that much when i was in my teen and college years no (laughs) Um, no see here's the thing
2: here's the thing it's not like i don't understand we've had these these things before and it hasn't been the end of the world but apparently the cure for every disease out there is toilet
1: paper Oh, yeah, 100% percently. you got to have that ass wipe, you know, for a cough. Yes, for a, a cough. cough. For a cough. Yeah, um, I, I use toilet paper for all of my coughs. I just uh, shove it into my mouth, uh, and then I don't cough as much. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's exactly the solution to the problem yeah. right there. If you can get a whole roll in there, you are A-OK, 100% immune to the coronavirus if you can fit a whole roll of toilet paper in your mouth you're immune to the coronavirus
2: you know the best part when you're done with the toilet paper you can use the toilet paper roll to drink from a glass like they've been doing on tiktok lately and just choking themselves to death that might be the that might be why we're getting so much toilet paper in general is so that we can just end our life if we get um the coronavirus
1: (laughs) it's it's all these kids doing their tiktok challenges (laughs) Wasting all the toilet paper, those sons of bitches. They're not even using you damn it. Kids? <laughs> damn kids, damn kids. <laughs> unspooling it just to waste it. <laughs> well, whatever. Now, Lee, you are actually on the front lines of this crisis, my man. You're out there in the retail game, slinging this TP for all of the sad sacks who need twenty packages. Because, I don't know, their ass is more special than everyone else's ass.
2: Oh, no. I actually... We ran out of toilet paper already. I'm not slinging toilet paper anymore. Um, But the best part about this whole situation is the customers that you deal with now are insane. Okay?
1: So, let me paint a picture for the... Wait, 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 Lee. They weren't insane before?
2: Well, see, I thought they were before. But I've learned the different like I've learned in the last three days, like what that difference is.
1: We turned it up to 11.
2: Yes. We cranked that knob right up to 11.
1: Okay. Let <laughs> me paint a picture. Extra. Let me paint a picture okay.
2: for the, li- for the listeners. All right.
1: All right. Let's see it. So
2: it's myself. I am one of the managers. I I'm running the show at that particular time. And I have two associates with me at that time. Um, My one associate, who has been with me since the early morning, is ready for his break. I send him to his break. My other associate, who just came in a short time ago, is now manning the register. So let's do some quick math. I just had three. I subtracted one. I'm talking three, counting myself. I subtracted one person. I'm down to two people. At that exact moment, I'm not exactly certain how the stars aligned, but they did to To create a wave of customer terror, and everybody a full on shit storm. A full on shit storm. Yes. Okay. So I come in, or I I, I come back in from doing a carry out for another customer, and I see, oh my gosh, the lines have backed up like crazy. My one person that I had on a cash register now has like twelve people in line. I'm not a huge company. Oh shit. What? (laughs) But I'm dude. That's a lot. I'm serious. It is like twelve people in line. I jump on my register real quick, and I'm helping these customers. About two minutes into that, uh, you know, we're starting to bust it down. You know, it's down to like three or four people per line, but it's still like steadily filling as we're going.
1: Pretty heavy. Pretty heavy. Yes.
2: Yes. So um, we've we've knocked it down a little bit, but they're still filling in as we're going. So I see a customer come in and. I work in a store that's heavily skewed towards furniture merchandise, but it also sells um, the everyday goods, like toilet paper and other things like that. So I see a Mm -hmm. customer get into the furniture department, and he's looking at me like I need some help. So I kind of holler over over the register to that customer, hey, I apologize. Um, I will be there as soon as I can. We're just a little short-staffed right at this exact moment, but we'll be with you as soon as we can. He says, cool, sure. and he's waiting for me calmly. Um, so about 10 minutes after that, and I say it was about 10 minutes after that, I'm actually pretty confident it was because I got a call over the radio from my cashier that he was on his way back. Since we have 15-minute breaks, it's a fair estimate that it was 10 to 12 minutes, give or take, later that I'm hearing okay. him call me back saying, hey, I'm on my way back from break. I'm like, Great. That is the exact moment that I got a small break in my line. I grabbed my little device, or my little line blocker, and I start pulling it closed. At that exact instant, I have another customer start walking my way. And I apologize to her. Um, she was trying to come out of the other line. I say, ma'am, I apologize. I've got a customer that's been over in furniture for over 10 minutes, um, and I promised him I'd be with him as soon as I can. I, I, I'll come back as soon as I'm done with that customer, but I, I I've got to shut this line down for just a few minutes. And the response to me was a very indignant and angry He's just getting furniture. You need to serve the people that are getting what they need.
1: And in my head And what did she need, Lee? What was it, what was it that she needed so bad that she demanded your attention? About Eight
2: bottles of cough syrup and, like, three or four packs of toilet paper. Like, that was literally all she had in her basket. But that's what mm. she needed. Mm. Now, now, granted, I sell canned food. I sell some frozen food. I sell milk. I sell eggs. You know, I do not sell bread, but I sell these things that are staples, right? Mm-hmm. But she needs eight bottles of cough syrup. Eight bo- and I'm not saying the word eight like it's a rough estimate. I counted how many bottles of cough syrup she had because then I was mad at her while I was ringing her up because I had to take care of her first.
1: You know, back in the day, you couldn't buy eight bottles of cough syrup because it had all that pseudoephedrine in it, right?
2: Yeah, well, now they don't have that pseudoephedrine, so they, they can get mm-hmm. away with buying eight bottles of cough syrup.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it might have been that they were different brands as well. There was, like, three of this one, four of this
1: one, and then, like, two other types. Oh, yeah. You know, I like to make a little cough syrup cocktail when I'm feeling under the weather. <laughs> I get, like, three or four different ones. I'm like, ooh, cherry. That's nice. Oh, yeah. A little bit of this, little bit of that, you know? A little yeah. Robitussin, a little Dimetap, right? Exactly. You got to get some of those kids' ones for the sweetness, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling
2: you right now, it was one of the most insane experiences I've ever had. Now, I get it. I get that we're worried about a virus that is kind of crazy seeming. Um, But we've also got to be good to each other. And got to realize that there are people in this world other than yourself. And while you feel you are in a crisis situation, it's not. It's not a crisis yet. We are not, we're not in a crisis situation.
1: Right. People are manufacturing one by buying out stores. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's creating a crisis
2: situation.
1: Mm-hmm. At least a logistical one for retail businesses. Yes. Um, but like 100% for real. I thought scar or scars scars I I even gave it a scarier name (laughs) SARS and bird flu were actually scarier you know what I mean like those seemed like legitimately more deadly diseases you know
2: what wasn't sold out during those ones by the way
1: huh toilet paper yeah like it doesn't make any sense. And, um, and that why did why did people fixate on toilet paper if this is respiratory like it gives you a cough mm-hmm what what the hell do they need the toilet paper for all right in case they're quarantined yeah like if you get if you get quarantined and you cannot leave the house guess where you're right next to every time you take a shit a shower just call <laughs> like, or call the health department and be like hey guys I can't leave someone drop off some TP for me please. <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> right? Like, you think they're going to be like, no, sorry. Like, <laughs> use your washcloths. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of which, how
2: many years did we use leaves and washcloths to wipe our asses with?
1: Oh, yeah. Um. So, Lee, I don't know if you know this. The Romans had public bathrooms, right? Mm-hmm. Did they wipe each um, other's asses? And they no, oh, no, 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 um, no, they I mean, they were into kinky stuff like that, but um, <laughs> no, it's even nastier. Um, so they had like running water in, at these toilets um, to take it all away. But to wipe yourself, there was just a sponge like on a stick Ooh, um, that they kept next to the toilet and everyone used the same one. Hygienic, yeah, dude. But you know that was that was the height of civilization back then. Yep, yep. So if you don't have anything else, the whole family can just share a sponge.
2: Yep. And so let me let me go. Like, cause you know I'm the conspiracy guy on this show. Let's not lie. I'm the guy that's the conspiracy guy.
1: Oh, here we go. Okay, let's ho- hooking me up. Let me hear the conspiracy. Okay.
2: So I feel that. If I was in a position of great power and I was worried that I was not going to be able to hold on to that position of great power for much longer, whether that's true or not, whether that is true or not, I think I might try to do something about that. And... Hmm. All of a sudden, there's an illness that comes along, pops up. It's something new. It's something kind of crazy. It's a little scary. But if I can get the media to freak out about it, to just lose their their comeuppance about it, um, to a point where it becomes a crisis situation, it becomes a quarantine situation. You know, they shut down my daughter's school um, for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. We have yet to have... A actual confirmed case in my county, but they shut down the county school district. Right. Um. It's just kind of a side note there. At what point does it go from creating a situation where you might be able to say polls are closed until further notice because of this illness?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. You know. I'm, I'm not in for conspiracies, and I have one that I'd like to debunk to, but uh, let's go with yours. Why would uh, the Don, if he was behind all this, um, release a virus and then be completely inept when it comes to dealing with it? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if I had this planned out, I'd have the response all planned out to make myself look good. You know what I mean? No. First of all, I I get
2: what you're saying on that. I'm not saying he released it. I'm not not saying he even planned any of it other than taking advantage of the fact that it's already at a point where it's got people terrified to nudge Mm -hmm. the CDC to say things that make people get more worried about the situation than it than is necessary hmm. to give suggestions to school well, districts to shut down to stop the spread of the disease
1: yeah yeah so um but then again he, yeah i don't know he is
2: inept so there's that
1: yeah yeah i don't know about all that man um like i said i think um I think he the way he tried to downplay it for so long, it just doesn't make a lot of sense uh, for him to be in on the conspiracy. Um, but the the reason a lot of these places are shut down, even though there aren't any cases there, um, is essentially to flatten the curve of this outbreak. So imagine imagine a graph. With a very large peak. That is the number of people who are infected. Because this can spread pretty quickly. Right. Um, If that peak is very tall. It could actually. um, Be a bigger. Than our potential response. So. Hospitals would be overflowed. There wouldn't be enough medicine. Doctors would be sick. um, And more people would die. So the idea is. By shutting everything down you slow down the spread of the disease and it flattens that curve out where it doesn't peak super high uh, and our hospitals and first responders and healthcare system has a better chance to respond to the number of potentially infected people.
2: I'm mad at you right now, Dan. Yeah. Cause you just made too much sense.
1: Yeah, it's 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 the difference between a big mountain peak that's really oh, no. steep and a nice smooth hill.
2: No, I'm I'm it's with you. Like when home. you explained that, that is the first time that anybody has said anything to me that makes like sense. Everybody just keeps telling me that it's like people are going to die. And I'm just like, I, it really doesn't have that kind of mortality rate. I don't get how that does that make sense?
0: Because right. I've looked at well, the mortality cheers.
2: rate. And I mean it is a little bit worse than um say your average disease out there, but it's nothing crazy.
1: Right. Well, cheers to you, my man. Like I said. I've got I've got it all under control. Uh the mainstream media is trotting out this flattening the curve narrative. I don't listen to um, the mainstream. So it's media. definitely out there. Oh yeah. Oh right, right. Okay. Well, you know, it's out there, so um that's the idea one conspiracy theory about it that i saw that i actually really liked um because of course it goes back to obama thanks obama
2: hmm. for
1: um <laughs> for creating for creating a bioweapon having a us made bioweapon that he then sold to the chinese right and then the chinese released it um as part of some new world order scheme to get rid of old people.
2: Dan, I, I don't know what I am anymore. Like, I, I love these conspiracies, but I also look at some of these things and think, what the fuck?
1: Like... Yeah, so... <laughs> go, go. I, I got to riff on yours. You go ahead. Okay, so...
2: We don't need to get rid of the old people. In fact, if the New World Order wanted to better control the people, I personally feel like the old people would be better to keep around. Um, because they follow better. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of... It's kind of a generational thing. There's a generation of people that have told me, um, I respect the president because he's the president. He may not be the president that I wanted, but I respect him because he's the president. And my response to that, and generally my response to, uh, or generally what I hear from my peers in similar age groups as I, to us, respect has to be earned, in a way that is more than just having a position of power. Mm-hmm. And, and that being said, that doesn't mean that people my age group don't think that he is a good person to be the president. What it means is that they have a reason to feel respect for him. So they respect him. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily respect a person that I disagree with. I will respect his rights as a human being. I will listen to and follow what I've been told or what I, I need to because he is in a position of power. I will listen to that person and and do what I need to do by their direction. That doesn't mean I have to feel respect in my soul for that person. I think it's a difference mm-hmm. between definitions of respect.
1: Right. Well, so my thing, Lee, and I'm not going to make it political at all. I mean, I'm not a diabolical population control agenda 21 mastermind, but if you wanted to control the population, why would you kill the old people? Like they're going to die anyway. They're old. So they're already on the way out. So why take the time and effort to create a bioweapon that focuses on them? And also they're too old to continue to reproduce so you're getting less bang for your population control buck if you kill old people. I mean that's just it's, it's smart. It's well versed. Yeah. Um Yeah. I feel like this one is
2: right up there with It's right up there with the chemicals in our they're they're gonna turn our frogs gay.
1: <laughs> chemicals in the water they're turning the frogs
2: gay. And I'm just, I'm not going to stand for it anymore!
1: God damn it. You do that so good. I was going to try, but I i can't even compete with that dude. That was too good.
2: <laughs> I am a patriot! A patriot, I tell you! <laughs> Buy my random bullshit! Buy it.
1: Yeah, and, and don't believe that I got a DWI because that was a government conspiracy to smear me. Hey, you know this
2: toothpaste that I got? I got this toothpaste. It's going to protect you from the, coru- from the coronavirus. It's going to keep you alive.
1: Yeah. Don't forget the. I saw a. Uh, I saw a televangelist. He put his hand on the TV, and that was going to cure the people. Right. <laughs> like, oh yeah, through the through the magic of television, I can cure you. Ooh. So, Call me old-fashioned, but I want a preacher to slap me in the face when he hears me. Either that or get bit by a
2: snake. Can, those are the <laughs> yeah. only two possible oh, yeah. options.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm actually really freaked out by snakes. I'll take a slap in the face over a snake bite <laughs> seven days of the week and twice on Sunday, son.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> So, <laughs> um. I I don't know where I stand because I am the resident conspiracy theorist and I have those conspiracies that I full full heartedly believe in. I don't believe that this is a conspiracy, but I do think that in many ways it's been hyped up in. In many ways, it's been hyped up, and used to possibly control the masses. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying that it's something that could be used and we need to be aware that it is something that could be used to control us.
1: We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome to the trailer for What the Suck Podcast. Do you like movies? Do you like horror movies? You know, movies like Exorcist 2 and The Bye Bye Man? Well, those of you still with us are just the weirdos we want. We watch all the terrible, no good, so bad they are bad movies you never knew existed. Have you seen Wish Upon, I Am Zozo, Creepshow 3 perhaps? Uh. You haven't? Well lucky for you, we have and we are here to tell you all about them because we believe that no matter how bad a movie is, it should be watched. Someone put at least some effort into these and bad movies deserve love too and boy do we love watching them so please join us your host chris and james on what the suck podcast for a weekly discussion of all things bad good good bad 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 so bad they are good so good they are bad so bad they are bad and gary busey <laughs> found that's every- my best busey <laughs> found- i don't know if that works but- so, it works for me found everywhere podcasts can be listened to <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I am a little bummed we're missing out on all the March festivities. I I know. Um, you know, this, uh, there's big St. Patrick's Day parade we're missing out on, Celtic Festival, um, just all kinds of stuff. And then, of course, everyone loves March Madness, you know, um, to miss out on all those basketball games. Um, and I, I really feel sorry for the kids who play some of these sports, you mm-hmm. know, um, a lot of these sports leagues have canceled all their spring sports, like, completely. Yeah. Um, so could you imagine you play the whole season uh, to get to a certain point? You finally get there, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? We're actually just not even going to play. Sorry. So, but I do, I, I
2: love that meme going around. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's the picture of the empty stadium, and it just says Nickelback's still playing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, dude! Those crazy Canucks—they don't even get care. Some. They're still playing to an empty stadium, but they're playing. Yeah, good for them. Good for <laughs> them. You know, um, wow, Lee. Do you? Do we have any more coronavirus hot takes? You got anything else?
2: You know, not really. I, I, I had several situations over the course of y- yesterday, in particular. Um, But it was it was hinged around a couple things. Um, We had the coronavirus scare, which happened first thing in the morning. They started shutting down schools and stuff in my area. Um, Once again, there is still no confirmed case, but okay, fine. Um, And then and then we get a tornado watch, which that's the area we live in. We should be used to that kind of thing. Which doesn't which makes it so I do not understand why I get yelled at by a lady because she can't produce a receipt. It, it uh-huh. makes no sense. Once again, I told I told the listeners that my, my business that I work for um, predominantly works towards like furniture but does sell other regular merchandise. So in that business, um, it is policy for us to let a customer leave an item at our store for a little while. Um, while they arrange transportation to take it home, which is fine. Mm -hmm. makes sense. But every time we do that, we tell the customer, make sure you bring back your receipt when you go to pick it up. Or if you send somebody else, make sure they have the receipt or a picture of. Some sort of proof that I'm giving this item to the right person is essentially what we're trying to say to them. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have a young man come in. The young man says he's here to pick up a pick up an item i say hey uh do you have your receipt he says no i don't have the receipt i say i'm sorry can't give you the item because we have to have that receipt he says but it's my mom's item and i say even more i can't do that i'm sorry it's the policy so then i get a phone call from the mom which i kind of expected um and the mom tells me why can't you give my there is a storm coming it is a tornado i need my item once again, people. Mm-hmm. Do you?
1: Do you? Do you really? Do you. need it that bad? Yeah. Do you? Um. You know what? That reminds me. Uh, we just went to Walmart today. To a Small Mart. Um. It's too to late. That, We've already given the, it. <laughs> too, yeah. So screw it. I was just shopping there. Um. And it's this is nothing bad about them. Um. It was amazing what things were sold out and what things were not. It is confusing. Um, yeah. Like bottled water people like we went by people in the store who had carts loaded with bottled water, but luckily the beer aisle was fully stocked.
2: See, and that, that I, I'm with that though. I can understand the bottled water. I can understand the hand sanitizer. I don't understand toilet paper. I really just don't. Yeah. Well, and I don't understand why toilet paper's there, but like the meat section is fully stocked.
1: Like, um, the, the hamburger was wiped out at ours. The hamburger was almost totally gone. Um, Okay. That's at least something. Which, uh, yeah, it's something you can freeze at least put it. Um, but the, the other thing was like boxed macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Like wiped out, dude. Um, all the pasta was like gone. Um, a lot of rice and beans were wiped out, but the thing is most of the pasta was gone, but on the bottom shelf where the whole wheat pasta was full boxes, every <laughs> single one of them.
2: You see the picture of like the, uh, the, um, the vegan section of, the, of a meat department. That's just a four foot section. That's completely full,
1: but everywhere else around it is completely empty
3: it cracks yeah, me
1: yeah. up. <laughs> um, do, the the produce still totally full. Um, of course, people are looking for non perishables, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, it was if if people are panic buying, um, maybe you could figure some way to cook this stuff up and save it. But nope, they're just buying stuff in boxes.
2: Yeah, they're they're buying so. the boxed food um, that has a shelf life um, that honestly really isn't all that long either yeah.
1: like you don't see people oh well you know that's stuff that stuff lasts longer than what it says on the box that's true like, that's true it's, it usually says best by mm-hmm. a certain date like a year or something like that mm-hmm. most of that stuff lasts way longer if you got like uh like i used to work at a dry bean packaging plant mm-hmm. and they would always put a one year best by date from the day it was packaged mm-hmm but dry beans man those things are going to last for forever if you're if they're stored right.
2: Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that.
1: So um anyways, yeah, it's just weird, man. Um thank goodness that we're not losing our heads. Um I guess the last thing to say about the coronavirus is uh wash your damn hands.
2: Why is it just now that people are like you need to wash your hands? I thought this was something that we learned years ago.
1: Yeah, um, for real, dude. Um, we honestly me and my kid we we wash our hands pretty much every time we come in the house from going someplace. Um, but you know what? It happens. Yeah. Um or like the thing is the thing that gets me is touching my face. I can't not touch my face Yeah, that one is I'm so bad. That one
2: is great. That that one's tough for me as well. I, I like Oh. I scratch my eye or I, I touch my face for whatever reason as part of yeah it.
1: I'm a habitual uh, nail biter, so I just I'm screwed. Man, I
2: play with my hair. Um,
1: oh, you just give it a little twirl. I do. I give it a little twirl. I rub my beard yeah. in oh. a
2: I rub my beard oh. in a thoughtful
1: motion very regularly. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, now that's gonna. That's 100. percent What's going to give you the coronavirus? <laughs> You're probably right. You you try you trying to look smart, rubbing your chin. <laughs> you <That's>... Dumbass. <laughs> the
2: sad part is, is I'm not smart, so it's it's true. It's true.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Lee. Hey, you know what? I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, man. Why don't you uh, Why don't you start us off with a news story? All right. For the month? So
2: you guys know that I love the cryptid stories, right? I have a couple of encounters with my favorite um. It's my favorite, my favorite big guy, my my favorite large-footed mammal, um, my favorite interdimensional visitor, if you will. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about Bigfoot. So this comes from uh, my favorite website, Cryptozoology News, which. Uh, i'm I'm fully aware um, is not necess- you know it's not the New York Times, but I love to read these stories, guys. Just let me have it. <laughs> and I hope you guys love it as well. A seventeen year old boy who provided a full name but was kept anonymous as per the standard code of journalism ethics regarding disclosure of the identity of a minor. Told Cryptozoology News, he was walking on a trail he goes on once a week when he came across a a hairy biped the afternoon of February 25th. Quote, When I got to this deep part of the trail, I felt like I was being watched, so I started to look around. He said, that's when I saw it. The eyewitness claimed, the eyewitness claims the being was standing about ten yards across the river. It was looking at me. My first thought was to slowly move back the trail and leave, which I did. I don't blame you, buddy. He described it as two-legged, eight feet tall creature with dark brown hair and broad shoulders at least three feet across. That's the entire story. Like it's it kind of ends abruptly.
1: Hmm. And where where would did this sighting happen this again? This
2: happened in Milwaukee. In Wisconsin.
1: So this guy's taking a hike on a trail in Milwaukee in February. Okay,
2: let me let me be very clear. Okay. A Milwaukee student, so he may have not been in Milwaukee, but he it's close to Milwaukee. Uh, so he could have been on the he, he could have been outside um, Milwaukee at the time.
1: Hmm. being fair to him. Okay. It's
2: still a fairly urban place. I I hear, I see where you're going with this.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it just seems like, uh, there's probably snow, you know? Um, but you know what? That doesn't stop a hardy Midwesterner from going out on a hike. So, uh, more power to him.
2: I mean, no, I wouldn't go on a hike. Um, but there's a reason why I live in the South now. So there's that.
1: Right. Right. Um, Hmm, interesting. I'm going to try to get back to my second one. Oh, there's another Bigfoot sighting. There is another Bigfoot sighting. This
2: one is out of Alabama, also a story from the Mm. uh, Cryptozoology News website. Okay. Here we go. So, the following is an is an unedited report except for the person's name and exact location of the sightings. A 33-year-old Dollar General employee out of the city of Antuga and Elmore counties, Alabama, on February 3rd, 2020. The date of the sighting was on mm-hmm. December 7th, 2019. This is Alabama, so oh. yeah,
1: okay. Uh, okay. Dollar General. Oh, please tell me it happened in the Dollar General parking lot. No, it did not. Oh shot. It did not. Oh, he was hunting. Alright. Oh, okay, okay.
2: So I was deer hunting.
1: Hunting for what?
2: Deer, oh, hunting. deer hunting. I was just about to tell you. <laughs> okay. I was deer hunting. I got to my stand on the edge of the swamp. Is it deer season in December in Alabama?
1: Uh, we're gonna have to look that up. Yeah,
2: I I was hoping you knew. I got to my stand oh, no, on the I edge no of idea. the swamp at about three p.m. Also a weird time. Sorry, sorry, I'm like debunking this as I read it. I had only been in my stand for about ten or fifteen minutes when a heavy piece of wood hit the tree that I was that was about ten yards from me. I wasn't sure what it was, but I chalked it up to a limb falling, or something like that. I went back to watching my field. About an hour later, I could hear whistling and grunting. I wasn't sure what it was, but I so I figured I would continue hunting, but kept a lookout for what might be making those noises. That continued until it was dark. I was about to get ready to leave my stand when I heard a stick break over my right shoulder. I was thinking it was a deer coming out of the swamp. When I turned around, I saw about 15 yards away something that was very dark, about 7 to seven and a half feet tall with very broad shoulders. And it looked like it didn't have a neck. Kind of like bodybuilders, like their shoulder muscles. Mm. It had long, matted-like hair and a large, cone-shaped head. It was too dark at the time to make out any details like facial features. But I had enough light to see the outline. And it looked to be, like, tough, matted hair coming off of its, like... It, there looked to be what what looked to be a tuft matted hair, coming off its left hand side. When I when I turned around, it saw me, and it squatted behind some bushes. That was between me and it. The bushes and a low hanging limbs it ducked behind. Are about my height, that's six feet. It was about one and a half feet taller than that. I just quickly and quietly, as possible, slipped out of there. I didn't want to disturb it. I was filled with this feeling of dread I'd never felt before. Okay. Um, the hunting story doesn't necessarily add up to me. Um, usually, you're not able to deer hunt after uh, dark. Dark. Let's hear from some of our friends at Fourth Hand.
3: They say I'm disturbed.
2: Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries conspiracies, the unusual and the unexplained with John, Brent and
1: ConspiracyBot. You're all idiots.
2: Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies.
1: What better way to dominate your competition than to say they're trying to control your mind. Done, get old. And probe the paranormal. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you.
2: Tune in each week and
1: subscribe on Apple Podcasts,
2: the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here.
3: Stay woke, meet sex.
1: Um, there's there's only one thing that does make sense, is uh, deer are often out at twilight hours. Yes. So if you had gone out in the morning and didn't get anything... Um, especially if it's warm during the day, which I don't know, uh, what the weather was like, it'd be better to, um, you know, leave off the midday and come back at twilight time, try and, uh, get another deer.
2: That's fair. 3 p.m. Well, I guess, no, 3 p.m. Would be about right for twilight in December.
1: Yeah. So, okay. um, well that, that brings it and back who to who knows? Me. Some, sometimes these. Sometimes these guys have their stands not too far from their house either, so they can go back and forth to them a couple times a day.
2: Think about how creepy that would be to see something like that and realize that your tree stand that you're sitting in is like 100 yards from your house.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, and that Bigfoot. Oh, shoot. Oh, I didn't even think of that, dude. That's freaky. So here's the thing with um. Bigfoot.
2: I don't know... Why there are so many stories about Bigfoot? I like to think, and this is funny because I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist. Like I automatically think the government's trying to do something to screw me in one way or another. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I like to think the best of people in general. So I I can't I can't necessarily fathom why people so many people would lie about. Um, stories like Bigfoot um, So that Confuses me
3: uh, I, th-
2: In most of those stories They don't become like something big And and crazy either They don't make a story that's like something That ends up making them money And even the ones that end up making themselves money Usually end up broke in the end as well um, Right So To me If something has to be being seen. Dan, do you have any thoughts about that?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, honestly, I give the Hunter stories more credence just like automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always think that outdoorsmen generally have a better idea of what's going on out oh, yeah, there. of course. Um, so I, I would tend to lean into that story a little bit harder than, A kid in Milwaukee thinks he sees something on a trail. Um, So, I don't know. I have uh, been out on a trail in, like, the legit wilderness um, near the Continental Divide on the Idaho-Montana border and seen creatures go by, you know, just flit through my vision in between the trees way down the trail. Um, But none of them were Bigfoot. They were usually black bears um, or a deer or an elk. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've never I've never seen something that I was like, oh, that was definitely uh, a creature. So I I don't know. It's hard for me to say, but I have heard a lot of hunter stories. um, And honestly, I think those ones. I tend to give a little bit more credence to because they've seen the, a lot of the same stuff I've seen. Um, and they would know the difference between a bear and uh, you know, something not. And,
2: and I absolutely agree with that. So I, I don't know. I just feel like personally, I want to believe in Bigfoot intellectually. I, yeah. I feel like it's can't be terribly likely um, considering how much of the U S is frequented by people in one way or another. Now, if all of these stories were coming out of Alaska, that would be one thing. And I would be like, Oh yeah, there's most likely some crazy thing like that. Um, Right. But the continental United States for as many vast wildernesses as there are every year, those wildernesses get smaller and smaller. And it has been many years since we haven't, or since we have had, like, essentially been regularly moving through these wildernesses in one way or another. Now, don't get me wrong, there is area of the U.S. that is not, of the continental U.S., that has not been touched by humans really all that much. Uh, but it's the amount of space compared to the amount of breeding population that doesn't make sense to me. Um, in order to sustain something like that, it would have to be a large enough breeding population to maintain. So it's either smart enough to avoid us, like, very well, um, which by some of these stories, it doesn't seem like it would be, uh, or it's not always there.
1: Yeah, um, there's... Like humans, our brains are designed to recognize these kinds of threats, like our old monkey brain. Um, and it's designed to recognize things that look like people. Um, so there could be some kind of crossover in that flight or flight response where people are like, oh my gosh, there's something. Oh my gosh, it is a, you know, humanoid. Um, That just clicks in their brain. Even though that might not be what it is. So wild and crazy. But who knows, man?
2: Who am Alright, I can get behind that.
1: Anyways, um, Well, I was going to jump into my story, Lee. I actually have a follow-up to a story we uh, did just this month in our SpaceX episode, Uncle Elon's Space Extravaganza uh, on the Starlink satellite. Okay. Tell me more. Yeah, so I, um, in our episode, I talked about a Bloomberg article that suggested Starlink might be spun off from SpaceX in an IPO. Um, recently, in an article I just read on CNN, uh, Elon Musk said there is zero thoughts about spinning off Starlink in an IPO, um... Right now, they're focused on making it work, which uh, makes a lot of sense. There's still not the number of satellites they need up there. Um, they haven't signed up any customers yet, so it would make sense to have an IPO. They still have to mass produce the receivers so that people can actually buy their service. So it's uh, not quite there. It's not quite ready for prime time. Um, but that being said, it would make sense once the business gets going and has customers uh, to spin it off into an IPO from SpaceX. But um, the thing is, old Uncle Elon, he does not like the idea of an IPO after Tesla went public. Um you've, you might recall he had some issues. Uh, with some of his statements being scrutinized by the SEC, um, and he's been confrontational with investors, um, just generally has a lot of issues dealing with all of the scrutiny that comes with managing a public company. Um, And if SpaceX as a whole right now were to go public, um, it's estimated that it would be the third most valuable company on earth, like behind Amazon and Apple. So there's a there's a lot to deal with right there.
2: OK, um, I guess that makes sense. Um, if it's not a public business, then he's got more control. He no lo- he doesn't have to deal with. Uh, well, people.
1: When he's making a decision. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It seems like Elon's a lot better with robots than he is with people, right? Yeah. (laughs) But um, it's very true. Um, There's, uh, like I said, there's just a lot that comes with managing a public company. Um, And for SpaceX to go public, um, I mean, they have some pretty lofty goals, you know, colonizing Mars, that sort of thing. Um, it would be very easy for that business to turn south. I mean, you have one rocket blow up. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. There goes your stock, right? Um, But if the company's still private, it might be able to weather that a little bit better. Um, So I think it makes a lot of sense to keep SpaceX private. Um, Maybe once Starlink is really up and running, um, and has a pretty solid customer base, then it might make sense to have an IPO. Um, but that's going to be a waste in the future. They say they want to start signing people up at the end of this year. So, wow. I mean, it, for the early adopters out there, yeah. check it out. Wow. I'm,
2: I'm like one of those people though, that always waits until I feel like something's established before I want to like dive into it. Um, 100% like,
1: Oh, yeah, me too. I'm not an early No, like, not at all. <laughs> I always
2: want to know that it's going to work before I'm, like, spending dollars on it myself, unless it's something that I think I'm going to invest in in my own thing.
1: Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's my news story for the month. Lee, you came in with some Bigfoot stuff. We talked a whole bunch of coronavirus is there anything else we need to touch on? Oh, you know what? I just thought of something. You got anything, Lee? Uh,
2: no, I don't have much right at the moment. Um, we Guys, we I, I have to thank the listeners. We are holding steady at a decent number in the mid-150s um, for popularity on um, the different charts that are out there, um, which is great. I'd like to be in the top 100 or the top 10, um, but I love that we're holding steady now. Um, We're not, you know, hitting a high thing someday, and we're like, oh, yeah, it's great, but then the next day we're zero. Um, So I think that that's a really good thing for us. But other than that, Dan, I've got nothing. Mm -hmm. Thank you, listeners.
1: Um, Yeah, and I want to thank everyone who commented and shared our March meme ness memes. Um, there were there were a lot of responses, lots of likes, couple shares, couple comments. So, um, to all all y'all out there who showed us some love, thank you. Um, Thanks guys. Lee, Uh Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um. So. It was it was nice. It was nice to hear from you guys. Um, we're gonna keep doing more. We're gonna bring it more stuff all the time. Interact with us. Um, you know what though? I was a little disappointed. No responses from Uganda.
2: Nothing. Nothing yet.
1: It's it's gone dark over there. Come on, um, Uganda. If our Ugandan listeners are still out there, guys, uh, tell us what it's like. Tell us what it's like listening to lee's interdimensional bigfoot theory in sub-saharan africa how does that translate to the ugandan experience um are there any ugandan cryptids that we need to know about we're probably we're probably have a whole untapped continent of content lee cryptid content
2: oh yeah and i just thought about it like when you said the interdimensional bigfoot thing i was just like wait a minute they're probably like like there are people on this planet that are listening to that and they're just like they don't have primates on their country like they don't have any primates in their area. what the heck? Oh yeah like, it doesn't make sense to them mm-hmm. they can't ju- they can't comprehend that. yeah North America we got nothing. We got nothing cool. Well I mean we got bears yep Be- so. bears are kind of cool Bars. we got we got bears.
1: They can smell the blood. We got
2: beats. We got some Battlestar Galactica.
1: (laughs) BSGFTW. Frack (laughs) y'all. We will see you later. Uh, Thank you for coming out, Beyonders. Uh, Tune in next Tuesday for another tale from Out There. Beyond terrestrial.
2: Thank you for listening to Beyond Terrestrial Podcast. You can check us out on Apple Pod, Google Play, and other major podcast platforms.
1: And if you want to keep up with the show goings on, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Beyond T Pod. That's beyond the letter T pod
2: and as always you can get all of that information as well as show notes and episodes as they come out on BeyondTerrestrial.com.
1: that's right we got the dot com and if you want to help out the show give us five stars on apple podcasts or a like and a review wherever you listen to beyond terrestrial
3: you've been listening to a fourth time joint